you for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sure appreciate that. And we're going to be speaking about the center of life of the revelation. And if you're familiar, we're going to be looking a little extensively at Christ is the mystery of God revealed and taking things back to the scriptures from there. And another reminder, just if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click subscribe and click the little bell to get notified. We sure appreciate that. All right. So as for your prayers, my family and I are leaving um, this morning and uh, traveling up to the Erie, Pennsylvania area to minister for Brother Jim Shoemake. Looking forward to seeing him and his family and the believers up there. And just appreciate your prayers for Traveling Mercies and for the ministry there. And also, just as a reminder, you know, we're trying to continue to send books and materials overseas. Um, if you remember, I, on my website, I have the Church Ages book, and we also have a number of materials that I've written uh, teaching the message there that are also available. It's all for free, and the shipping is free, and we try to make that available to uh, people all around the world, although lately we've had to cut back on that because of the expense of sending things overseas, and sometimes, uh, often, uh, certain portions in certain places it gets returned so but uh, we're just working on being more efficient and getting those materials overseas as well so uh, just greetings to those who've sent greetings brother brother Tim Calhoun God bless you brother Linsley God bless you sister Sally God bless you thank you each one for tuning in live appreciate that and let's get started. Revelation 10, 7, a verse we're all familiar with. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he's declared to his servants, the prophets. I think this uh, verse here is, is really incredible because if you look at the book of Revelation, it speaks about a lot of different things and a lot of different symbols. But here you sort of have a uh, very direct verse. The mystery of God should be finished. And it doesn't really, uh, in the context, describe what the mystery of God is unless you catch the revelation of what's taking place here. The mighty angels descending with an open book. Seven thunders are uttering their voices. 
then the mystery of God should be finished. We understand this is connected together. What is the ministry of the seventh angel? And what is this open book? So there's a seven-sealed book. When the seven seals are broken, it's obviously concealing a mystery. And when they're broken um, and revealed, then that mystery should be finished. The word finished means completed there. So it brings it to a completion. So once the, once the voice of the seventh angel makes known this mystery, it's completed. How, how is, as, and it's been declared to his servants, the prophets. What is it talking about? A mystery completed. Well, what is the, number one, what is the mystery? Well, I believe this is connected to God's purpose of redeeming a bride since the very, since the fall. God had a purpose to redeem a bride. That's what he wanted to do, the purpose of redemption. And he says, when the voice of the seventh angel begins to sound, the mystery of God should be finished should bring itself to its completion. I believe it's speaking of the mystery of redemption and God's purpose in redemption. Look at Colossians 1, 25 through 27. Paul says this, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages, and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. All right. This ministry has been hid from ages and from generations and is now made manifest to his saints. Well, the church fell away from that mystery which was revealed to the Apostle Paul. The, the ministry of Brother Branham cannot reveal new mystery. It has to bring to completion the mystery which started to be revealed and was revealed through the ministry of Paul. Those, the, the, and that's what the seven thunders do. That's what the opening of the word does. It restores us back to the original faith. It reveals the mystery which was revealed to Paul. He can't bring a new message, a new doctrine. He has to point us back to what's already there in the Bible, but not thoroughly understood, only probed at. Now it's revealed. And Paul says it was hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Verse 27, Colossians 1, To whom God would make known. Amen. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery on the, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? That is the mystery that's being finished. You say, well, that was already revealed through Paul. Exactly. And the church lost the understanding of it. Look, the church didn't understand predestination. They couldn't understand that the elect were a part of the life of God. 
that we were in God, in his thoughts, and a part of his life before the foundation of the world. Now here we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity, yet in our soul there's a gene from God. We're born with that gene from God. And it takes the new birth to quicken that gene from God to life. But that when that that it's that gene from God, the DNA of God in our soul, that allows us to recognize who Christ is. It comes by revelation. We didn't make it known to ourselves, but the Father makes it known to us. All right, now I'm going to read from Christ is the mystery of God revealed. This is where we get our title, the center of life of the revelation. Look, Christ in you makes him the center of life of the revelation. See, Christ's life in you makes him the center of the revelation. Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Christ. Christ in you makes you the complete... Oh my goodness, look at this. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. See what God is trying to do? Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. Now what is it? Remember, Brother Branham says, God's threefold purpose. God to reveal himself in fullness in Christ and to become the sacrifice, then Christ in you, right? So God in, in fullness revealed in Christ, God in fullness revealed in the bride to bring preeminence. So Christ, God in Christ brings the blood of redemption. Christ in you, God in you in fullness brings the preeminence. Then the last step is a restoration back to Eden again. That's God's complete purpose. So Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. Now it's not you being the complete revelation of the whole thing. It's Christ in you that completes the revelation. Right? And it's not just you as an individual. It's you as a part of the whole bride body. Each one of us making up a part of the bride's body. That is where Christ is made known and manifested. What is the new, Brother Branham says this, what is the new birth then? You'd say, well, Brother Branham, what is the new birth? It is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Amen. See, not you joined a church, you shook a hand, you done something different, you said a creed, you promised to leave, live by a code of rules, but Christ, the Bible, he is the word that was revealed to you. Christ, the Bible, he's the word revealed to you. And no matter what anybody says, what takes place, it's Christ. Pastor, priest, whatever it might be, it's Christ in you. That is the revelation that the church was built upon. You say, well, I'm Lutheran. I'm a Baptist. I'm Presbyterian. 
that don't mean one thing. Don't mean that to God. Not a thing, not a snap of your finger. What is it? It's Christ being revealed, and He is the Word. And when the Word is revealed, it expresses itself. Amen. See, that's God's purpose for Jesus Christ, was to express Himself, to take His own laws and live by His laws and fulfill His law by death. And Christ, God, died in flesh in order to redeem, in order to condemn sin in the flesh that He might bring to Himself a glorious bride, redeem back that will believe only in the Word of God and not swap it like Eve did for intellectual conceptions of man. You see it? That's Christ's idea. That's God's idea. The new birth reveals this. And skip ahead to paragraph 300. That was paragraph 236. This is paragraph 300. And if the life of Jesus Christ ever puts out another body of believers, it'll bear the fruit that the first one did. They'll write a book of Acts behind it because it'll be the same, the same life. See what I mean? You just can't get away from it. It's the life of Christ in you been injected in you by the Holy Spirit itself, living its life in you. All right, so this is critical. This is key. When that revelation makes itself known, it produces a life in and through you. Now, it doesn't produce an intellectual conception. It produces the same life that was in Christ. How do you know that you have the new birth? The life expresses itself through you. All right. Paragraph 394 from Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Notice next, secondly, the manifested Christ in you, the hope of glory, that great manifested God in Christ, now Christ manifested in you. Amen. Amen. So you, you, you see that. Don't separate this from the scripture. The mystery which was hid from ages and dispensations was through the ministry of the Apostle Paul now made known unto the saints. Right? So that is the mystery that is made known. That is the mystery that is to be completed, to be finished. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's that mystery, it's that revelation that brings forth the life of Christ in you. It's not an emotion that brings forth the life of Christ in you, though emotion goes with it. It's not a gift. It's not gifts of the Spirit that produce the life of Christ in you. It's not, though that comes with it. It's not the fruit of the Spirit that produces the life of Christ in you that comes with it. But it's the revelation of the Word. God making known to you the living word, and we have then the mind of Christ. It's not the emotion of Christ. It's not the sensation of Christ. It's not the gifts of Christ. It's not the fruit of Christ. Right? 
It's the mind of Christ. We, by revelation, and, and, and in the continued revelation, receive the wisdom and understanding of Christ himself. That's key. That is critical to understand. No, it's not intellectualism. It's spiritual wisdom and knowledge. Oh man, this is guys preaching intellectualism. No, I'm preaching the word. Ephesians chapter 1. This is Paul's prayer. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to his working of his mighty power. So God wants to give us a spirit, the spirit of wisdom. All right, wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied correctly. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Revelation brings more knowledge of God. And when it brings more knowledge of God, it brings more manifestation of the life of God. And, and, and the understanding becomes enlightened. It's not merely intellectual learning, but it's a spiritual transaction that takes place between you and God that brings an understanding of the Word that produces the life of Christ. We're not talking about intellectualism. We're not talking about book learning, just learning verbatim, wrote what the Bible and the message says. But it's a spiritual revelation, taking that word and having it written on our hearts by the Spirit. Paragraph 448. Now notice God making himself known. Now, we are not supposed to make converts to Christianity by a government, but by the revelation, the Christ in you, as God was in Christ. As God was in Christ, Christ in you. When what God did in Christ, Christ does in you. What signs did God in Christ, Christ does in you. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Oh my, I like that. Jesus said, at that day, that's this day, at that day, when this revelation is made known, you will know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, I in you, and you in me. When the revelation is made manifest, at that day you shall know that I am in the, I, I and the Father are one. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Then when the revelation comes forth, then it's I in you, and you in me. There you are, see? The manifold, threefold manifold, what for? To bring, bring it back. the same works that God did in Christ, it, it's produced in us. You know, again, this goes, this goes along with it. The fruit, the gifts, the life, all of that accompanies the revelation of the Word to you personally, which produces a new birth. How do you know? 
This is paragraph 466. How do you know? Because you're a church member? Because Christ is living through you. So pregnated with the Spirit that you're a prisoner to anything else. You're confined, oh my, to the gospel, confined to the word. And all the children that you can bring forth is that, because you're a prisoner. You can't commit adultery. You're already pregnated. Glory, you can't take a hold. The womb of life is closed to anything else. You're already his by predestination. The seed has come to life. No world can get in. Oh, how we'd like to stay on this for about an hour. Amen. When you're preg- pregnated by the word, you can no longer receive another seed. Even if the seed tries to get there, you cannot receive another seed. Paragraph 478. Listen, listen close now. I want you to not to fail to get this. No other church, no other sign, no other fellowship, no other government, no other testimony, no other creed, no denomination is accepted outside of this. God accepts nothing else but that Christ in you, the hope of glory. The only thing that God recognizes, no fellowship, no church, no creed, no denomination, no nothing. Everything else is dead. It's fragments that has to be cut off, pruned off away from the thing that Christ might live with preeminence in you. Amen. Taking lordship, taking the position of authority in you. Paragraph 591. What is it? Not them people. The headship and the body has become one unit. It's God manifested in his people. That's the reason the husband is and wife is no longer twain. They're one. God and his church is one. Christ in you. Amen. So that's what we've talked about before, the marriage of the Lamb. There's a spiritual wedding that has already taken place, and Christ and the bride are joined together as one. Christ in you, God's great revelation, the mystery of God finished. Glory to God, even bearing his name. His name is Jesus, the anointed. The reason he's called Jesus, he's the anointed. It's the anointed body of Christ, proving, manifested God like that body did. And that body redeemed every of this, these bodies, and, th- and through there God works his threefold manifestation, going to the kingdom, risen, paid the price, were redeemed. God has proved it, vindicated. See? Amen. The beauty of that, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. The great mystery which was hidden from me, how was Christ in you, the Messiah, the anointed one in you, hidden from ages and dispensations? They didn't know what it meant. They didn't realize the new covenant was going to be the Messiah entering into his people and writing his word in their hearts and in their minds. They knew the new covenant, the Holy Spirit was going to come and write the word on our hearts and uh, and so forth, but they didn't realize the reality of it, that there had to be a shedding of blood, that Christ had to die for our sins. And him dying, then he comes back, the life comes back upon the worshiper. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And this is God's purpose in this day. Somebody asked me the other day, um, under one of my videos on YouTube, they asked the question, Uh, What is the identification that message believers are ready for the rapture? 
Of course, I believe this question was coming from the point of view of a skeptic. It was it was on one of my videos explaining why Brother Branham was not a cult leader. And so, but that's okay. Even from skeptic, I believe it can help us as believers. Ephesians 4, 11 through 15. What condition does the bride need to be in, message believers need to be in, in order to go in the rapture? And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of this. And you can't bypass that and say, well, we have tapes. We have the sermons of Brother Branham. We don't need apostles. We don't need prophets. We don't need evangelists. We don't need pastors and teachers. We just have Brother Branham, and he fulfills all of those ministries, and we have tapes. You can't bypass that. That's trying to put the, the, car, the, the, put, put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart. It's not going to work. As much as Brother Branham's ministry was vindicated and proven, and as much as he restored us back to the original faith, there has to be a people that doesn't fail, that takes the word and brings it forth to the believer's hearts. And it don't matter how many, how messed up the message movement gets, in that there's a true bride and a true fivefold ministry. And what's the purpose of the fivefold ministry? For the Equip for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Listen, till we this is what God's going to do. This is the condition that we need to be in ready and to be in in the rapture till we all come in the unity of the faith. So, first, the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. I believe the knowledge of the Son of God means a revelation of who the Son of God is and also having the mind of Christ. So, unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, a complete man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So there needs to be a growing up into him so that we have the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, a perfect, a mature man, a complete man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's a maturity of the word in the people, that we would have love and we wouldn't be tossed to and fro by the doctrine, but we would be established in the true revelation of the word and in maturity. That's the mystery of uh, that's the mystery that was hid from ages and dispensations. That's the mystery that's been we've been restored back to. Amen. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. We sure appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Remember me in prayer in my travels. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to Jason DeMar's live podcast. New episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook or YouTube to 
watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.